0: Good morning morning How's it going?
1: uh good. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. It's already Monday. I've already like <laughs> ran to the grocery store and <laughs>
1: it, it is already... Really, really cold up at my house.
0: I bet. Yeah, it's it's like kind of like a frigid cold today. So,
1: yeah, it was negative eight this morning.
0: Oh yeah, that's cold.
1: (laughs) Yeah, just a little bit. I hear your cat there in the background.
0: Um. Yes, they are extremely hyper right now and knocking things over. (laughs) <laughs> like extreme into them, huh? But yeah.
1: Uh, well, let's start off with the quote.
0: Yeah.
1: And the quote is: "Ask yourself, would you say yes if this were next Tuesday? It's so easy to commit to things that are weeks or months out when your schedule still looks uncluttered." Mm-hmm. Esther Dyson.
0: Yeah, usually I do that. And then <laughs> by the time that week comes, it's like crazy.
1: Yeah. So I think, I don't know, I've been struggling with this lately. Um, more so of like what to say no to or what to say yes to. I have this book uh the Tribe of mentors by Tim Ferris, which is where I pulled that quote mm-hmm. out of but one of the things that he asks like three hundred different CEOs in there is what have you gotten better at saying no to and a lot of them like once you figure out how to say no, it becomes easy, but I think what I struggle with is what to decipher as saying is being worthy of saying no Mm -hmm. to because when i overanalyze things i mean it's really easy to find ways like they can all kind of lead me to my goal in some way and and who knows like when i do things with no expectation i don't know what kind of good things come from it so i don't know it's it's kind of I struggle with what to to say no to. I think it starts
0: coming down to, you know what the biggest thing that is finally dawning on me is how much valuable your time is. And I know that sounds silly to say out loud because you've heard it a thousand times. But then when it happens to you and you realize, okay, I just made like barely any money for all that time that I just invested because what happens is I'm very invested in my work. So sometimes I'll do more than what's asked of. Well, most of the time I'll do more than what's asked of me. But what happens is yeah, it turns a, it makes a great result for the client. But then by the time it's all said and done, I'm getting paid half of what I should have, you know? So it's either like yeah. if it's gonna be that way, I either need to just be charging for those elements or or I just need to be saying no to those. kind. Maybe that's where that kind of ties in. Maybe those are the jobs I say no to sometimes. If I know that, like...
1: But So this is my, my issue. Go and analyze it. Because I, I'm a very... I, I've been trying to be super grateful of everything. And, and so now when I have those opportunities where it's like, Oh, I could have w- made way more and I put way more energy into this video. I'll, I'll use videos as an example. Um, I put way more energy into a video than I was getting paid for. But then like, it's totally a learning experience. Like I got better and I got paid for, for, for doing better And I I don't know, it's weird because it become it's like a dichotomy. Like I'm more grateful that I got paid to do what I love to do versus getting paid fifteen dollars to sell some shit at a store. Right. So I don't know. I that's I think my issue. That's where I get to the issue is I keep being grateful over like sometimes I have to be demanding I think I don't know I don't
0: (laughs) yeah I think that's the same thing with me though is I'm starting to realize like there's a lot of things I can do um and I'm very like you know blessed that I can like offer clients like from A to Z but there's some of the stuff like around the LMNOP area that it's just like do I really need to be doing you know it's just like very time-consuming and sometimes it's just like you know it'd be better just to send the client somewhere where you know like it like a stamp for example like i can do anything but sometimes it's like the stamp turns into um more way more work than it should be when they maybe could just go to staples and get it i mean i don't
1: so uh one of the podcasts or shows that i listen to quite often called impact theory uh one of the things that i gathered from watching that show and i kind of repeat it often is a good measurement of like whether or not there are things that you should do is kind of if they bring you more energy than they take. So if you leave it, it's it not necessarily, you know, cause it's easy to measure in money or time or any of that stuff. But like, if you stop and pay attention, do you feel like you got more energy out of it? Do you, you know, when like you have those particular, when I did that Damon John video, I mean, I didn't really get hardly anything out of it as far as materialistic i didn't I didn't get any money there's the views didn't i've got other videos that have done way better view wise and all of those measurements of success weren't there but i look at that video and i feel fulfilled like i it gave me energy to make that video
0: right and what might happen too eventually is like something might or hopefully will stem from that you know either it's working with day or whatever or getting the attention of another project and maybe that next one will generate you know even more views but maybe what happens is like come full circle then people go oh look at that first video he did and then they start sharing it you know people are weird people are kind of you know
1: But I think that internal measurement of, like, I felt good doing it. I don't feel like it wasted time. I don't, even though, you know, I have no idea what's going to come of it. If anything even comes of it, I still feel fulfilled. I feel like, you know, I did something I wanted to do.
0: Well, of course. And it was great. And the thing that people don't realize is that, what you were working with from the raw footage yeah to what you made so a lot of people just look at it and go cool another nice video um but you could say that about a lot of businesses you know like a cake maker <laughs> like you know they're like you have no idea what i had to go through to make this cake but you see it and you're like oh pretty yummy but you know yeah well and i think that's why
1: to... sorry to cut you off
0: no you're
1: fine. i was just gonna say like i think that's almost why gary v spend so much time saying don't you know create less but document more because that is what's interesting is like what you had to go through to make things the way they are is almost more interesting than what you actually made yeah you know like i think it's way more interesting the fact that i took really crappy footage and turned it into something that doesn't look crappy and Mm -hmm. Or, like, if a cake maker had to travel eight hours to find these particular ingredients and not a deadline. Like, all of that stuff just makes it so much more interesting than, like, oh, cool, pretty cake.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, it's hard to, without showing people behind the scenes, it's hard for them to value what, you know, you're valuing. But, like you said, it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, it's you know what you did they even shouted out to what you did. Um, So, you know, it's not, it's definitely.
1: Yeah. I just, uh, I feel so that I guess the whole back to what I was getting at was like, maybe that's how you have to measure what you say yes to. And what you say no to is like the things that bring you more energy That make you want to keep going and not like oh I feel like I want to lay in bed and sleep and hide away from the world like you shouldn't be doing whatever the hell you're doing like whatever it is stop because that's not how we should be feeling at all
0: yeah good.
1: (laughs) good morning
0: good morning
1: um I had a whole bunch of ideas to talk about today and uh, I kind of forgot them because of that little rant. (laughs) Uh, One thing I did want to talk about. So I had some ideas and I was waiting to talk to you about them before, for, for this podcast, obviously. Um, But we'll, we'll start with, so do you like that? uh, Is that the kind of idea behind the poster that you had so anybody that is listening and has no idea what we're talking about deb can you explain your billboard city
0: sure yeah so um it's just basically the idea of um when someone's like hey you know like i'm gonna i want to stand out from the crowd you know Um, let's say you have like a a dance event going on and you want to put, you know, uh, advertise around town with some built bulletin boards. And I just keep telling people, and I use this as a metaphor, is that, you know, anytime you want to stand out, you go put that flyer against the bulletin board. Why are they going to read it? You know, it could be a cool, it could be a really great design, but you're competing with, you know, overlapping of, tons of other posters and for anybody it just becomes monotonous and so to stand out think about doing the opposite um so it would be like going and putting up a white sheet of paper with just your logo and maybe a couple contacts information but the fact of the matter is is if you go and look at a bulletin board and there's a white piece of paper that's what you're going to see first even though there's barely nothing on it. And it's that idea of like, when you're trying to think of how to stand out a lot of times, and this is with a lot of different industries is you, you kind of do the opposite. And honestly, sometimes I see that the opposite is what starts trends um, in fashion in all kinds of things. Everyone's wearing lime green. Okay. Well then you go out and wear, start wearing purple and you're going to see if people wearing lime green, you're going to stand out now. So it's like, I tend to see what the trends are and think of like, okay, now if you want to like stand out, just do the opposite. Because what happens is it gets to be a sea of people trying to, you know, like sheep trying to be like the rest. Um, But sometimes I think you have to think opposite to make things.
1: Yeah. So with that notion, I am going to test the theory out. And when she first told me that I thought it was brilliant. And so I made a poster and it literally just has my logo in the middle, which says at Jessup 11 and then some really, I, I went with like very uh, light gray things at the bottom so that it, it doesn't visually pull away from like the whole thing being white with black right in the middle.
0: Yeah. And And what's going to happen is that it, it piques curiosity because, you know, it's kind of funny in the design world. Um, I have to put a hierarchy of information on a poster so people know day, time, location. Um, but if you think about it, if you just put like what you're doing, your logo and your social media icons, um, you would hope the hope would be that people are going to be like, okay, what's this about? And they're already on Instagram all the time. anyways. Yeah. so might as well just pull like take a picture of your poster, pull up who this is because it piques a curiosity and it just kind of comes down to like a psychological thing. You know?
1: So uh yeah, totally. And I think the, I mean, I would be more apt if, and everybody knows what like an at whatever is at this point. Like it, it I'm, Not trying to to educate people on what that means. I think if I have to educate them on what that means, they're probably not my audience anyway. So, the fact that that's part of my logo just says at, I mean, it's my handle, and if I saw that, with nothing else explaining what it is except for it says videos, podcasts, vlogs, Like I'm going to look that shit up, (laughs) especially if you're sitting there at a coffee shop or wherever you are, you know, you put enough up different places. It's going to spark curiosity. And I want to when I have extra money and when I say extra money, I mean, it's going to probably not be cheap, but I want a billboard that has that exact same thing because, you know, people are going to be. That, that is going to generate so much information. You don't know if it's a, like you just don't know what it is. So that means yeah. people are so quick to judge and make, make things up on their own that you don't want to put too much information because right. then they're just going to be like, oh, yeah, that. So.
0: Yeah, when it comes to self-promotion, you have a lot, a lot more um, room to be creative. So, I don't think I would necessarily do that with one of my clients' events. Right. But well, that's a lot of risk to there, s- too. Yeah. So, um, but for you, your self-promo, it's different. You you can do whatever the hell you want, which is fun. That's, that's when marketing gets fun. And um, you probably, it's kind of like when you make an ad on Facebook and you can target your demographic and... A lot of people want to go, Okay, I want to I want this to see 10,000 people. But if it's a local Bozeman event um, and you target your demographic for just for Bozeman, then the numbers are going to go down. Facebook's going to be like, "Okay, you're going to reach maybe like 900 people. And then in your head, you're like, oh, that's not very many people. But we have to realize if all 900
1: people go, you sold out.
0: (laughs) Right. But 10,000 would mean like you're reaching people in other cities that aren't gonna be coming to Bozeman for that event. So it would actually be wasting your money to, you know, in a Facebook ad to target ten thousand people that don't live here. But when you start to narrow down your demographic, um that's more important and it might look like the numbers are low, but it's not because same thing, like um you only need like a couple hundred people to fill a small space, you know, most of the, yeah. the most events. Um so for you, you're going to not be capturing maybe the mom and the family that are walking by the bulletin board, but that's okay, because even if they did read a full-on poster of yours, they it might just not resonate. You know what I mean? So it doesn't really matter. I don't know.
1: Moms are like my biggest demographic.
0: <laughs> well, it just as an example. So like if yeah, someone's yeah, yeah. by your poster and there's not enough info, and they just pass it it doesn't mean that it's a loss. Right, right, right. There's right. a very high chance that they weren't your audience in, in the beginning. So um
1: and i think it it is like you know it, for instance we'll use the same scenario if it was a mom and i had all this information and she was quick to make a judgment and and not even go and watch my videos and realize like that i am a dad. Then it might, you know, it might, she might just think, like, oh, this is just uh, some college kid making videos about adventures or something, you know? Mm -hmm. But then if she watches a video, because there is no description, it just says at Jessup 11, and she watches a video and (laughs) really, my dad, and that adventure, maybe she lands on the video of, my adventure where i'm like talking to creasy saying like i want him on my adventures and maybe that resonates with her but it doesn't even give me the chance or her the chance to watch my videos and see if it is if she's making it up up in her mind off of a poster mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. yeah, and I mean, stuff like that you have to take it with a grain of salt. you know, it's a poster on a bulletin board, you know you have to have so many so much foot traffic, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of elements to it, but at the end of the day it's that's marketing. you try an idea and you just see all all you would need from that is one person because yeah. all you need is that one video, and then that becomes word of mouth that becomes a pay you know a paycheck that be so I think a lot of times people are. Well, me myself included, I just want to get to the end result so fast. But yeah, um, you have to realize that it just takes patience one, and yeah, uh. it just takes one customer to make you know the ball roll.
1: And that's where so I'm also gonna do the same thing and get but with some t-shirts and literally they're just gonna say at just eleven. People are gonna think I am like super conceited, but <laughs> I'm just trying. <laughs> he just wears his Instagram handle everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I, I, this is what I want to do. So I don't really give a shit what people think. Or I'm not conceited. I mean, I've had to deal with self doubt, just like every artist. And wearing that seems like insane, but at the same time. But like, it's I your brand. Suck, yeah i need to suck it up like suck it up and just do it because i i think that's where a lot of artists get hung up and i've seen it with like gabe and with other people who make they they're afraid to tell people about what they do because they feel like they're talking about themselves or they're like when you say when i introduce like gabe's an artist he's like yeah i guess i'm like dude you are an artist like i don't know so many people come up to us and say wow I could never do something like that what what that makes you an artist right (laughs) if people are claiming you're an artist like you got to start claiming it right so and I went through that I had a hard time like claiming what I did I still have a hard time claiming being a photographer even though people try to hire me yeah I, don't know. I think we have this idea that things have to be super hard, and they don't. Things take work, but they don't have to be hard, because sure. I think hard is in your head. When we feel fulfilled from something, like when we're doing things that we love, then it feels easy, and it feels like photography. I mean, there's a lot of people that struggle with it, and I just take photos and some and certain people like the photos it feels really easy to me and it makes it hard to say wow that was work makes it hard to ask for money because it just was so easy it came very naturally same with making videos it got it, it gets hard for those things but that's where we have to almost take a step back and realize that that's just we're doing things that we love it's still work
0: So I got lyric cooked on cooking shows. (laughs) (laughs) So now that's like all that's ever on It, it just plays in the background now. It's like background noise. But when we do sit down to watch it, it's actually really inspiring because these people get these challenges that I swear to you are just ridiculous. Um, They are very hard challenges because baking is science, man. You just do too much salt, too much this, forget that. I mean, the whole thing. Well, um, I swear to you, 90% of the time, all of these bakers are screwing up. And um, the cool thing about it is that they always um, find a solution. And so, like, if their weird souffle thing doesn't turn out, they turn it into pudding. And then if they're like cookie doesn't turn out, they turn it into a cookie crumble. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. it's really interesting to see that ninety percent of the time these bakers mess up. And um I just think that I mean it's probably looking into it too far because it's just a, you know, T V show, but it really is something to see when someone's trying to create something. And they mess up and they find a solution, even though it turns out to be different. Isn't that what,
1: Um, uh, what's the artist, uh, Ross, uh, Bob Ross, uh about (laughs) no mistakes? Like, they're happy. He always would say that. He'd be like, happy. Yeah, yeah.
0: happy mistakes. And so, but honestly, what I take from that is like, um, I take that into my own kind of work. Because uh, let's say that, um, I think sometimes when you're, you're, cause you see people, okay, they're cooking, right. And a lot, and they all can cook, like they can cook better than me, but you can really tell the people who shine is that the people who are just in love with it, but also the people that just have a natural born talent compared to the other people who still love it, but they have to work a little bit harder because it doesn't come as naturally because you have to be, so flipping creative when you're baking right. it's insane so it kind of like I watch it and I get inspiration from it because it just goes to show you that um like this one girl she was like you know I I looked at everyone else's mine is nothing like theirs shit I messed up she got up there and she won the challenge <clears throat> but the whole time she, she was beating like herself up. super yeah, but she didn't think too hard about it. She just goes, okay, here's the task at hand. Here's what I'm going to do and executed it. While on the other side of the kitchen, homeboy is over there just like making a huge disaster. He's very like, um, he's very smart and he's very technical, but he was trying to do all these crazy mad scientist things and he totally failed. But it was like, he knows how to use all these like crazy cooking tools and he knows like all these crazy methods, but he failed. Like he actually lost out of everybody else. And it just kind of goes to show you like when you're doing something that you have to trust yourself and then you just kind of have to execute it and not look around at what everyone else is doing because there again, don't follow what everyone else is doing. You have to trust in yourself and execute what you know you can execute without trying to be some like, um, without trying to outdo yourself almost, you know, like that guy should have just been like, Hey, I'm really smart at this. But instead of doing 500 magically baking concoctions, I'm, you know, narrow it down to one. (laughs) So I just, um. I don't know how I got on that, but yeah, less thinking, something more doing. That I've been, yeah, something that I've just been really honing in is that there's a solution to everything. So, if um, if you try something and doesn't work, it's okay because there's still a solution you can find. Right. Even if you have to make it up, it's still a solution, you know. So.
1: So segue. I, I liked that was talking about because it definitely uh played in a lot of things. And uh but a segue, I want to like really get the bliss store selling things. <laughs> I pay for the, the hosting and all that and it and I have stuff on there, just dumb T shirts. Like they're not the greatest T shirts.
0: So I have an idea they're, they're, and it's not mine. You yeah. stole it. Um, I have to... Sometimes when I look for memes, I have to look in the craziest places. I wish someone like would document what I do on a day because I find things on the internet just in the most random places. Um, yeah. And especially when I need a meme and a good one, I have to go into the depths of the internet to find shit. So this one meme page um, on every single post... They included, and their T-shirts were horrible, but they basically took the meme and put it on a T-shirt. Well, these memes are, like, outdated. It was, like, a really tacky design. However, the idea is brilliant. Just start on all of your posts um, tagging your products. So you'll see the post, and at the bottom, you'll see thumbnails of your T-shirts or hats or whatever you have to sell. And you you tag your products in every single post.
1: So I was going to also... Redo the website because it kind of looks—it's not very good. It was like a, a free theme and it's crappy theme, <laughs> and there's literally no content other than a few photos on there. When like I make videos, podcasts, there's—I mean, there's so I am who people hire to make content for to sell their stuff, so I should have somewhere that has all of my content and the uh, the uh the other thing i was thinking about is like having uh, somebody asked me recently if i if they could pay me to create a site because they can't it was somebody from the uh um farmers market she sells stuff but couldn't doesn't have anywhere to sell it and so online other she sells it at like a local store in town and at farmers markets. And now the farmers market is done. And so she just didn't have an online store. And it it's artistic stuff. Sure. I I'm trying to like be vague and not give it away sure. yet. Okay. <laughs> but um so she I had an idea, well, rather than paying me to create a website because she also didn't have a lot of funds to, to do that. Why don't I incorporate that in with the bliss store? Because it fits in there as well as like, I'm already creating content. So it's building a bigger network of people that are going to drive it to here. I'm already creating the content that will drive people to the, the place, Yeah, you know, like podcasts, having at, at videos all all this stuff like i am I, I it would be beneficial for everybody involved so i was going to start getting different types of things onto the store and one of the i had just had an idea of like i really i drink a lot of tea <laughs> I drink a ton of tea and my mm. favorite store is the bozeman tea and spice exchange because they have like a bunch of really awesome blends of loose leaf tea and just so anybody listening knows I, we're not sponsored or i'm not obligated in any way to say bozeman to to shout those people out like i truly love going there and uh yeah so I was gonna start doing like tea review videos, just simple, really easy, short tea review videos. And I that that'd be cool and everything. But the one of the people that I want to have on the Bliss site sells custom made pottery mugs. And that would be almost perfect to do every tea review in one of these mugs.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> but it's just like very easy things that you can do. And it's not necessarily selling the mugs, it's giving value in a, you know, like it's a tea review. And I.
0: Yeah, it's like it's just cross promoting without trying too hard. Right. Because a lot of people, like uh, influencer people, will be um on snapchat or instagram or what have you with a video and they are uh, showing off their vacation beach house right Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden their next snapchat will be okay everyone's asking me where i got my dress and then that's never that wasn't their even their intention they were just showing off hey i look pretty in my little beach house and then and then you'll realize that people are invested in more than that and they're like oh where'd you get your and then the next snap like i said they're like oh okay so for everyone asking this is where i got my like i posted
1: a video i mean a photo of creasy and i didn't mention we went to the movies and you (laughs) left a comment saying what movie did you see Uh (laughs) you could just see the movie things in the background
0: (laughs) yeah i'm i'm a weirdo when i watch uh if i watch t like a tv show that i've already seen before i start to pay attention to all the stuff in the background and it becomes like a i don't know just becomes like another thing to watch you're like oh look at that guy in the background just being a being an extra on tv walking behind jerry seinfeld yeah yeah (laughs) i
1: get but i think that's the it goes to the same point though is i think a lot of people kind of do that is like you know especially with people who post a lot of things or like you've seen a lot of photos of Creasy or you've seen a lot of the vacation homes of that chick in your analogy
0: (laughs) well I I used to think maybe I was the only one that was weird but then I realized that if you see like celebrities and people call them out on photoshopping it's because someone looked in the very very background and saw a blurry wiggle line and, or, like, um Ariana Grande, everyone thought she was pregnant because there was a bassinet in the back of her photo. Like, all of these people have to, like, you know, take photos with a blank wall behind them. Otherwise, a lot of weirdos like me will look in the background that, we, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: So, so yeah. speaking of that, like... It's just crazy to me that we have remade the same freaking movie. Yeah, we saw it last night. It's it's good. Like, it's just very typical, uh, Despicable Me
0: style
1: illumination entertainment.
0: Yeah, with like having a cute little girl. Like, I feel like all their movies have cute little girls.
1: I mean, it's just like the, uh, it's like all Pixar movies. You kind of get the sense of, oh yeah, this is made by Pixar. Now these guys have got their own style and you can tell when they made the video, just like that dog 100% looks like it came out of the Life yeah, of does. Pets, Secret Life of Pets, even though, and then like the Secret Life of Pets 2 was yeah, the trailers. And it's just like, it's just all you, you could tell.
0: yeah.
1: But it was the same freaking... Storyline, and you know and... what's
0: funny is that they have like ten showings for it because there's just like no other kid movies out right now, so they know they're gonna get bumped. The weather's shitty, you know. It's like movie. We
1: went to movie. the 3D version. Oh, okay. And there was only like two options. Yes, only two
0: options that. But there's like eight or something options for the other 2D times. It was just crazy.
1: Yeah, obviously the...
0: something we've all seen before.
1: i know i mean like it probably made a ton of money i mean i'm sure if we look it up uh it's i'm not saying it was bad it was not bad it's just the same story like it it had a little little bit of a twist to it not a whole lot
0: yeah i mean predictable yeah i mean you, I mean, at the well, end of the day, you know he's gonna have a change of heart. Is basically you know, you're just waiting for it. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So it was, uh, it was interesting. Just to like, at what point did we just start? I mean, because now we're making. Re- How many times has Spider-Man been remade?
0: Yeah, a lot.
1: <laughs> and not even like changing the Spider-Man universe or the story like it is literally the beginnings how many times have we seen Peter Parker bit by a spider
0: yeah well now the one coming out is like Spiderman's from different dimensions
1: huh I think they go with what they know is gonna sell probably I mean yeah
0: um, I imagine it's hard to come up with new movies because look how long they've been around so I imagine it gets hard to uh, create a new romantic comedy or a new action movie um, because how many times Just, how many times does a car blow up how many times do you know what I mean like
1: well like this book that I'm reading right now it's called jitterbug Perfume and I a hundred like I am so surprised that it is not a movie this is a brand new story that I've never like it would make a great movie. Sure. So th- I think there are tons and tons of stories, but the thing is is when you dump a lot of money into Hollywood, or like when Hollywood is about to dump a lot of money into a movie, they want to make sure that they get a return and they know if we remake Spider Man, it's gonna make a return. Yeah. We're gonna make the money back. And I think that security or that, like, guarantee they're going to make the money back is hindering creativity for sure.
0: Well, that's because you're dealing with new generations. So, like, my generation grew up on an original Willy Wonka where Lyric kind of grew up on the Johnny Depp version. Right? That's who played him, right? No. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I double guess myself there. Um so I think also what's happening is they're just banking on the new generations to be like, oh I'm sure they didn't see the original Willy Wonka, so we're gonna remake one for you know, and then what happens is you just lose its integrity.
1: Yeah, it's just getting so just played out. And yeah, the story I don't know. (laughs) know. Yeah. I just want to see some new stories.
0: Yeah, it's really just in the field of creative creatives alone. Um there again, sometimes things come really easily, but sometimes like especially in marketing, man, it is tough. It is a little battlefield. Like to sit there and, and play catch up and or try and be ahead of the curve, it's it's a very difficult um space. So
1: speak to us, everybody listening and me. What is all the new things that happened in the, uh, marketing world.
0: As far as like social media? Yeah.
1: All the changes in the new apps and,
0: uh, Yeah. Um, Instagram has made it so that now, um, you can go to IGTV, upload your video and it'll automatically, it should automatically give you an option to, um, put a preview in your Instagram stories, just a uh, stagnant image. But what it does is allow people to swipe up or tap it um, and then it'll take you to your IGTV. So that's kind of cool. Um, Another thing is um, they're doing a lot of changes like with Facebook groups. So I actually went and started, I had a Bozeman dance page, uh, Facebook page, and I changed it now to be a group. Um, one of the reasons being is just because I want to make sure that I'm indulged in my own work. And if I don't know how groups work, uh, I feel like I'm missing out. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I'm going to start a group. And I do feel it's more beneficial. Um, people are already interacting with it 10 times more than they were when I just had the Bozeman dance page. There's something about a group that makes people, um, instead of having a page and just having admins you have a group page and now anyone can post their event cuz it even it is a time saver for me. I was always going on Facebook and if I saw a dance event, copy paste the link, all this. Well now people know that hey, they have their own event, they can post it in the group. I don't have to. Um, so lots of new things for Facebook groups that just allow people to um you know, take polls, uh have big discussions, all kinds of cool things. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I sent you because I was like, I sent you like a whole block of information.
1: So you can boost.
0: Yes. Now you can boost your um, Instagram stories as well.
1: So, and I don't know some of the things that you're, you're referring to, it might only apply to business pages. I don't know if they necessarily, Apply um, to personally,
0: that's probably true. That is one thing I I think that, um, uh, that's probably true. I think it was just, um, you were uh, when they were talking about it when I was watching the uh webcast, I think it, yeah, it probably was just assumed that it's for business. Um, so you can't show, you, you can't promote like a string of videos on your stories, but if you had like a um, 15 second story or something, that alone can be boosted. And then Instagram as well is going to be releasing um, better analytics because right now it's pretty uh, minimal. And so they're getting better about being a little bit more. Uh, open to your data and what's going on you know behind the scenes so I mean a lot of people are saying this is be- this is all these changes are are really just kind of tsunamiing in because the creators of Instagram you know resigned and so now Facebook you know just has complete control over Inst- you know Facebook owners have complete control over Instagram so they're thinking that this is where this wave of of new stuff is coming from.
1: Well, and I saw a thing from Gary Vee and he was just saying, like, he really thinks that it's going to be, it's going to change to be very similar. Like, organic reach is, is pretty poor on Facebook as to where on Instagram it hasn't hit yet and uh, it'll more than likely hit and people are going to be regretting not posting enough when they could have
0: Mm. yeah it's crazy how fast i mean it's weekly it's just it's moving so fast and that's why i say it's really hard to stay ahead of the curve because these social media platforms are tools um sometimes you need a flathead sometimes you you need a phillips screwdriver you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and it's like
1: so youtube has and both facebook and youtube now have premiere options yes. uh with videos and you can set them up to be a premiere to where it shows them live essentially so like the first time it ever plays on your page is like a live video and you can sit back and like comment with your the people watching it it's, they on youtube it's the way that they the the kind of analogy they used is it's like sitting in a theater with your audience all watching the premiere of the video
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so yeah that's
0: i've i've premiered a few things on facebook it does make it it has to be 30 seconds at least in order to premiere it which makes sense um but i've done it just for shits and giggles um I can't tell if it really did anything because it was just kind of a random video.
1: So I wonder if it's better to like, if you're going to premiere something or if you like really promote it or you're, if it's like me as a creator and I start releasing things every Tuesday at this time, if it's premiered, then people, and if it's consistent, people can plan on it. People can schedule it into their lives as opposed to, if you just randomly premiere some shit then and
0: yeah, it didn't work. So I think what you'd either have to do is either, yes, either um, lead up to it and, or follow with more stuff after it. So let's say you had a video of um, um, a wedding that you, or no, that's not a good example. Let's say you had a premiere of um, just like a promotional video, like a product video and then you follow up with like all the different varieties of that product or something like that like it would be best to kind of uh tie it into a little more things than just like willy-nilly like i did yeah it it it, it, be, it yeah if there's if there's nothing leading up or following it doesn't i don't think it really does any justice right i think it would just confuse people like what am i watching like i clicked on this like it was going to be like some you know <laughs> something kind of like live video but it's just okay you know yeah that's random yeah I don't know but I did it just so I could test it out just to see um and then they make you on Facebook they make it so um there has to be a 10 minute buffer so you can't just publish now you'd have to premiere it 10 minutes at least 10 minutes um from the time that you're entering the information which is kind of weird. I don't know why you would do that. Like, no, you cannot premiere now. You have to premiere in ten minutes or, or later. Right. But, but yeah, that's a nice little um, addition that you know you can just use again as a tool. Um, just be creative with it.
1: Yeah, I think like leading up and promoting. It's going to premiere at this time. It's going to premiere at this time. Or if you have a show that's consistent. And you premiere everything at 4.30 on Tuesdays and Thursdays or something like that.
0: Which I think is a good segue into how we just had a discussion about YouTube and how um, I had a client that wants to put promo videos on there. And then um, you kind of made a good point that, like, um, while that's all great and everything... YouTube is, is its own beast as well. Um, a lot of
1: people is like a hosting, you know, like, oh, I'll put it on there and then I'll put them on my...
0: Oh, like a third party thing that just... Yeah, yeah don't but, do those.
1: but the thing... I mean, and so like, what, one thing I noticed is Allegra, all of their videos, because when you sent me that site, all of their like actual product videos, where they're talking about things that are incorporated into the website, are hosted via YouTube. But I think, which is great, like that. I was just watching that, and and you know, it, it's it's serving a purpose for them. But I think a lot of people are also missing the side that this is a network. Like there are vloggers and people on there that have tv shows technically Mm -hmm. and you can create you have access to create your own tv show to get people engaged in your brand behind entertainment you know like every business should almost be thinking like a media company and how do you create content or hiring somebody to do it but you should be creating content to where people are thinking about you all the time. Yeah. And that's kind of like we, I have gone the opposite way. I'm creating all this content and then maybe sell something off of it. But <laughs> I think if you already have products, you need to be, you need to be creating entertainment, bringing value, bringing, making things. And it doesn't even have to be entertainment. It, I mean you can have an educational show you can have anything I mean and then use other people's content other people's shows that's where that influencer marketing is is bringing those people and their audience into your world sending them products do like there is so much more than just hiring and creating commercials or printing flyers it's like there's way more to that
0: so with my client, they basically were just asking me, hey, you know, what's up with YouTube? You got all these videos, because a lot of people think like, oh, YouTube is videos, so if I have videos, I put them on YouTube. And what I told them was, "Um, okay, so what we can do is we need to cross market because a lot of people that are YouTube influencers that have millions of followers, they're still on Snapchat or Instagram every day and they're taking you to YouTube. And he was like, well, I want them to go to my website. And I said, well, okay, in that case, then you go, you take them. You have to pull your audience from somewhere. YouTube, you're you're gonna be there stagnant with nothing happening if you don't start pulling people in. So you have to cross market within yourself on your other social platforms, bring your audience into YouTube, then lead them to your website. And I was like, but if you think that's too much, then you just need to be leading people to your website, having the videos there. Um, but then, it, but then when I was like talking to you, I, you made a good point that it was just like, if they're just going to be putting up promo videos, like how is that really going to build if there's no, audience. It, yeah, if there's no either a, I mean, there's education to it, but it's to their own product. So it's not like they're educating someone how to do makeup that could be a, like a huge demographic. This would be self-promo, which is annoying. Case, self-promo <laughs> has to be like from the beginning we talked about, you can have a lot of fun with self-promo, um, but it does have to stand out. So,
1: yeah, and, But it gets annoying in a sense, like, you know, you have to build the rapport first. Mm -hmm. before otherwise like why am I going to trust but of course you're going to tell me your product's the best of course why would you
0: not yeah
1: you know so and if you didn't then I might be more interested if you're like we sell the shittiest socks (laughs) then I might be like
0: huh wow
1: that was interesting
0: (laughs) well it, it totally makes sense to me now when I watch Shark Tank, why they won't invest in a company that takes too much education, because you can only put so much information on packaging um, for people to read, for one thing, because most people in the store, how quickly are you trying to just, you know, you judge a book by its cover? Every time mm-hmm. you're in a store. All pickles are pickles, but you sit there and you look at all the labels for five minutes thinking, I wonder which one's the best. Right. They all they're all pickles, but I'm what do you judge it by at the very last minute? You're like, Okay, this brand looks trustworthy.
1: Which is a this is like literally going all the way back to the simplicity and and you know, like people do make their minds up so quick. We judge so quickly. I mean you just have to create something that is going to make people want to try like take the risk.
0: But yeah. And so having to educate people on a product, I'm starting to realize how hard it is because they're really relying on me for marketing, but it's kind of hard sometimes because I don't own a percentage of this business. Um, I'm just paying, getting paid to you know make sure that their social media is running. So it's hard sometimes when they come to me for this stuff, because it's like, man, you know, like, make me a partner or something, and I can come in and start, you know, strategizing and stuff like that. But it's, it's hard when you're, you're just kind of uh, floating around the circumference of it. um, And they're like, Hey, let's put these videos on YouTube. And you're just like, um, (laughs) you know, like, there's got to be more to it. But it's either they take your word for it or they go and they figure it out themselves. I don't know. It's it's a hard position to be in sometimes. Yeah. When someone's relying on you for marketing support, but you're not actually involved <laughs> like financially or, you know,
1: Yeah. You know, it's definitely a weird,
0: but yeah, to educate, to educate people on your product. It's a very, it's very hard especially when you're trying to outdo another product that's been around for hundreds of years.
1: <laughs> yeah. And trying to I think that's why people need to build rapport. I mean, like you you, you build that rapport that you build a lifestyle brand. That's what that's why those lifestyle, I mean, every brand should be building some sort of lifestyle behind it.
0: Yeah. It is and I think or you dump in
1: Coca-Cola marketing money. I mean
0: (laughs) that's the thing. Yeah. I mean if if you're if you're on somewhat of a budget, like you can still afford advertising, but you're you know, you're still on a budget, um, you start to be very like picky about how you market, but you have to realize like, you know, the customer wants to double their sales within three months. Well it's like, um that takes, three, that takes three times more money. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you either have I a want a billboard.
1: Rotation, Billboards aren't cheap. <laughs> like, I obviously can't get a billboard type of attraction without investing in the billboard.
0: Right. And then the billboard is going to give you X amount of, you know, people driving by eyeballs on you. But there again... It's just that same thing the more the the more you want uh to be in front of people the more you have to pay that's you know that's yeah you or
1: least. you hire people that know how to get things in front of people
0: too right
1: and they're usually more money because they're in more of a demand i mean the more i'm figuring out how to make things shareable on facebook i have a higher demand you know like people everybody wants to to go viral on facebook or go viral somewhere and when you're starting to figure out the formula of how to make things shareable people want that yeah so yeah like the floss off video <laughs> it wasn't viral by any means it was just shared but
0: i mean but it's lot. but it's not like 20 people liked it i mean yeah. once you get the attention of the news station you've kind of done your video justice <laughs>
1: <laughs> i guess so <laughs> i mean it is also like knowing the audience it went viral within the kind of audience that it would reach to mm-hmm. you know like in montana yes it did it's not it had something to do with montana state university that's not going to resonate with anybody in georgia right so it did it's what it was supposed to do within the audience it was for
0: yeah
1: creasy got a uh dm from champ on <laughs> instagram
0: no way
1: it said like something like i'm so glad to be a part of your video yeah yeah something like that i can't wait to see you at more games
0: (laughs) really that was really nice of them yeah um word on the street is that uh no one not even like the cheerleaders or the players know who champ is i guess they're supposed to rename remain anonymous really yeah, I forget. I think I read it somewhere. Um I thought that was really interesting. Um, just because I figured everyone would know who it was. But I think it's that idea of um just yeah, just the secret of that way you don't associate with a person, I guess. That yeah. you just that you try and use your imagination to be like, Okay, this is a you know, a walking fuzzy bobcat, not a person. <laughs> <I guess. laughs>
1: not jenny in a mask
0: (laughs) yeah yeah like it's supposed to yeah it's funny um
1: that's that's pretty funny yeah Yeah, i thought that was really cool though
0: that is that that goes to show that that person is um you know really invested so i
1: tagged uh the spirit squad on there and then they tagged the official champ
0: Oh, really? It was, like, a chain of (laughs) tagging.
1: So, yeah, it was cool. It was. And then, like, when that video got shared from one of the other news stations, somebody else tagged me, because I didn't know that it was posted on, like, the ABC Fox. I just saw it on a different station in Billings, and, uh, and so somebody tagged me in the ABC Fox one, and, uh, I didn't know who that person was either. Like, Hmm. it was cool that they knew to tag me to let me know. And I have no idea who that person was. And I said, thank you for tagging me. And I said, it's definitely making its rounds. And she goes, like, most of your rad videos do. My son and I love watching your videos. It's like, I had no idea. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. (laughs) That just goes to show you that even... That just goes to show you what um happens when you just document the now and then or you know document yeah what you're doing talents you <laughs> a, a video, but it just goes to show sometimes what the simplest things can can do um just creating content off of the here and now, you know right um.
1: So I don't know if you came up with a digital app or anything for today, but I do have a tool to to share with people. Um, So Michael's has a section of journals that are super specific. And I had no idea that they had these, but like (laughs) specific in one that is like, Projects and it's broken down into different. Like the inside has, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They have a journal that has like to dos and it's broken down into it has sections for errands, housekeeping, emails, phone calls, hmm. to buy appointments. They have gratitude journals. So for entrepreneurs or people who are trying to organize and and keep things done and it's i being in a digital like field i there's an app for probably every single one of these things but i sure. still like to write on a piece of paper sometimes
0: i just finally got uh a like a yeah like a task journal kind of thing and i can't tell you how much more effective it is i know a lot of people i mean i'm i work from my phone I I literally go like I have my phone in hand while I'm on my computer like they go there's certain things that work better on a phone it's weird with social media sometimes things work better on a desk it's it's weird but I use my phone constantly but it's really interesting to me that I find it much more um, uh, I get more done I I organize better um, with the journal it's amazing it's all written down I can see it at one time I think I've used my phone so much that it's almost like if I had it on my phone, um, I think I would just get distracted and start going back to work.
1: Well, yeah, it's because it's, there's too many, I feel like too much entertainment blended with yeah. work. So it's, yeah, when I put my phone away and I grab a journal, I know like I'm not going to fall into the traps of looking at memes on this right. journal.
0: Yeah. And it's just like that satisfaction of like crossing something off. I, now I use my calendar on my phone religiously with tons of alerts, like go pick up your kid and don't forget to eat. But when it comes to like, Hey, I have 3000 deadlines. It is just so much easier to write it down. um, And then you look at it and a good thing I read in an article yesterday was like, just do the top five things. Just do the most, top. get the top five things on your list done every day Um, because what happens is we get really scatterbrained and our attention span starts to get really short. So, I mean, just naturally, even the way social media is becoming, it's just, we're all like evolving to have short attention spans. Um, So I think it just helps with that. It just do the five, write it down, do the top five things and then. Um, you know if you get in the habit of that it should it should become really useful
1: right so point I was trying to say is Michael's has these journals that are very specific hmm. like I they had gratitude well, I bought like five different journals and I bought every gratitude journal that they had because uh, those make really good gifts because I'm huge on trying to get people to be more grateful for things. So yeah. Nice. And they're not expensive. I I got it, I was like it felt very defined. It was forty percent off. Then online twenty percent off of everything that was already on sale. So all of the journals were sixty percent off so i paid like two dollars that is journal.
0: awesome yes uh michael's just go on the internet say michael's coupon there's always a 40 percent off and just screen, of screenshot yeah. it while you're in your car in the parking lot then go inside
1: i look it up as i'm like right there i just go to the website and show <laughs>
0: right Well, oh do you the reason i say that is because the f- weirdest thing always happens to me for some reason every time i go to michael's my phone is low on battery it's the weirdest thing so I like uh, sit at my phone, make sure my car is charged, screenshot the damn coupon. Cause once I get into Michael's here, their Wi-Fi is really bad, and so all like in the past, I've done this obviously too many times, but to know this, but <laughs> I used to do it while in the store, and it would always sit there and load, 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 and it would just be frustrating, and I would never get it. So now I'm in my car, charging my phone, and uh, getting my coupon. <laughs>
1: you got it down to a science science, yeah but it is michael's is the place to get gifts too i feel like no not as many people go go to michael's to get gifts and it's usually like like you said you always can get a discount so it's much cheaper and then they're usually better gifts like you have to create something it's something that is going to force the kid to think it's not like Oh, get him a shot. Yeah, Kims. Get him
0: something that's small and <laughs> falls in between the cracks of everything. No, I 90% yeah. of the time for lyrics, friends, birthday parties, um, I go to Michael's because there is just such an arrangement of there's science kits, there's jewelry kits, blah, blah, blah. And then again, I get my coupons, So it's like, I only spend, you know, 20 bucks and I get, you know, really great gifts. But then sometimes, um, uh, you also can get really amazing things in their um, uh, discount aisle. It's <laughs> just things you just put everything in there. You're just, it's cool. Office stuff, whatever.
1: In the yeah,
0: clearance.
1: clearance yeah, fun. totally. <laughs> um, yeah, that's where we went in there too. And like, there's some great stuff in there. Because yes. it's like, and it's very random. You have to dig through it. You gotta have a little bit of time. Yeah. <laughs> It's very random and not organized, but there's some great stuff. So, not a digital tool to help out with anything. This episode, this is like Michaels.
0: Yeah, that's okay. They're good. They're good stuff.
1: And Michaels is not sponsoring this at (laughs) all. If they want to, they can.
0: Yeah.
1: We're not turning it down, but. Just so you know that Michaels is not sponsoring this. Yeah. Nor yeah. is <laughs> Bozeman Tea and Spice Exchange. Yeah. But you know, hit me up if you want to. For sure. All Sorry, right. Sorry, man. Um I have surgery tomorrow. So I mean, I, I assume I'll be at least good enough to do next week's episode too. But sweet. I will uh I'll be talking okay. to you.
0: Keep in touch. Have
1: All a good day.
0: Right.
1: We'll All see right. Ya. Bye. You too. Bye, everybody. Hey, guys, Jessup here. I wanted to thank you all for listening to our podcast. If you made it this far, you listened to an hour worth. And I am insanely great. We are insanely grateful that you spent an hour of your time listening to us rant and ramble. And hopefully it brought you some value Uh, we do want to ask if you could share this with anybody that you think would find some value or enjoy it. Um, if whatever you're listening to this on, if you want to rate our review, that helps us get pushed up to where more people can see it. And last, if you download the anchor app, this is where this is being recorded on If you download the Anchor app on whatever platform you have, you can leave us comments or ask questions, and we can actually put them into our podcasts. So if you want to do that, that would be awesome. We want to start engaging with more people and bring you guys as a part of this podcast. And it's, you know, building a community. But again, thank you so much. You can find me on any platform at Jessup 11 jusup J-U-S-U-P-1-1. Deb's, uh, I believe, at the Logo Studio. That's her business, one. And on Facebook, she is the Logo Studio as well. But thank you all so much for listening. This podcast is produced by my company, Bliss, B-L-Y-I. B-L-Y-S-S, and you can get merchandise or cool stuff at experiencebliss.store. Thanks.